Between Love and Life with me, Clifton Brantley. This topic is is depending on depending on who you ask, maybe a little controversial, but we're gonna get into it. Right? I know, I know that submission in 2023 is a dirty word. We're going to talk about it today. Uh, fellas, I need you to put on your, your big boy pants today because uh, what I have to share may not feel good, but it is good for you. It's good medicine, right? I want to help correct your perspective about your wife submitting to you. Because while I do believe that the wife should submit to the husband because that's what the Bible says, that's not the whole story. And so today, husbands, I'm going, I'm going to help you understand how you can help your wife submit to your authority. That's, that's what we're talking about today. Okay. So listen, I get a lot of brothers come in my office uh, complaining about their wife not allowing them to lead and, you know, different things like they want to be the head. But they also low-key want their wife to submit without saying the words. Like they don't want to say the word submit because they know. Those are probably fighting words. But uh, they want their wives to submit. And they're frustrated. And sometimes I can see it in, I can, I, when we're in session, I can see, you know, the brother is struggling to, quote, unquote, put his foot down. And uh, she's paying that. No, never mind. And the thing is, Submission has nothing to do with putting your foot down, by the way. But we're going to talk about that. So here's what you don't realize, fellas. Here's what you don't realize. Your wife may not be submitting to you because you're not worthy of following. Yeah. I said that. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Your wife may not be submitting to you because you're not worthy of following. Well, doggone, preach what I got to do to be worthy of following. Keep listening. Okay. Um, like I said, this may not feel good, but I, I really want to share this with you because I believe it'll help you um, in your marriage, in your leadership, uh, and just become a better husband overall. See, the, the problem with marriage is that we do it however we see fit. You know, that's evidenced by the divorce rate. We, we, we get married and we just, you know, folk don't even get married for the right reasons today. Right. But I'm, I'm not going to chase that rabbit. But, you know, we get married. We do. We get married and try to do it however we see fit. But here's the thing. If marriage is God's idea and it is. Then wisdom says, look to him for instructions on how to do it right. See, when you do marriage God's way, you will be successful at it. God's way of doing marriage has a 100% success rate. That means if you do it the way he says do it, you cannot, not you will not, you cannot fail. It won't happen. But you know what's interesting to me? I wonder why uh, having a guarantee of success 
doesn't make more people want to do marriage God's way. And honestly, having a guarantee of success seems like it doesn't even make Christians want to do marriage God's way. Like that would be enough for me. The fact that it's a guarantee, like if I do it this way, guarantee success. I'm going to do that. But see, we get caught up in, well, what is it going to take to get to success? Really? Like you have a guarantee. You're, 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 you are at the bottom of the barrel in the NBA, but you got a leprechaun and the leprechaun has said, you're guaranteed to win the championship this week. I mean, this year, that's the end of the season, right? But he don't tell you how you're going to get there through the middle. But then if he showed that to you, he's like, Ooh, man, that's a lot of games. And Man, that's a lot of fouls, and oh, this person gonna be injured. If you could see the the the, <laughs> if you could see the process or the roadmap, would you still choose the end goal? I don't know. God knows. That's probably why He doesn't show us that because He He knows that we wouldn't. But that's just interesting to me. God God's way is a hundred percent success rate, but but folk don't want to do it God's way. I think you know what? Honestly, I think people. I think people don't want to do God's way because they don't know God as the creator of marriage. Yeah, they, a lot of folk, because when I say that, sometimes in my, in, when I meet people, I say marriage is God's idea. They kind of look a little bewildered, bewildered. Like they don't know that God is the creator of marriage. Another reason people don't want to do God, uh, marriage God's way is because they think it'll be too hard. Like I said before, as far as the, you know, showing you the, you the process, uh, I don't want to do it God's way because that's going to be too hard. Listen, when has something on this planet been worth having or attaining that was easy? Like, well, when? You can't name a time. Another reason people don't want to do marriage God's way is simply because they're prideful. Yeah, they're prideful and they think that they know what's best. So even though I didn't create marriage, I still know how to do it my way and be successful at it. And then next thing you know, in the divorce line, they go. Right. See, God has a blueprint for marriage. God has a blueprint for marriage. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, and here's the thing, fellas, you are in luck because. Submission is a part of God's blueprint. Like in real life, like God's blueprint for marriage, submission is in there. All right. I'm going to read a little bit. Of, I'm going to read a little bit of Ephesians 5 uh, between verses 21 and 33. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to just re read a few of them, though. So uh, here we go. And I'm going to start at 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this mean, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. And then I skip down to 25. For husbands, this means love your wives as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her to make her holy and clean, washed by cleansing of God's word. Okay. Now, although we focus a lot on the wife submitting, right? And the text did say that. We focus a lot on the wife submitting. God's blueprint 
starts with mutual submission. Yeah. It starts with mutual submission. We're supposed to submit to one another. And before, you know what, before I talk about, before I talk about uh, how to get your wife to submit to you, let me say this about submission in general, right? The idea of submission, especially in this context, it doesn't mean less important or less valuable, okay? The reason we have a hard time understanding submission is because of, it's because of all of our examples, of submission and the examples we have of submission, they have to do with power versus weakness. And so then we look at that and we think, oh, well, that submission is right. Like if I submit uh, to a search by the police or if I submit to my boss's idea, right? And those, t- those kind of situations, we focus more on the authority or the power than on what submission actually means. Yes, those are examples of submission. Okay, those are examples of submission. But so is me not spending money the way I want to, but submitting to the rules that me and my wife has agreed upon. That's submission too. Like when you're on an airplane, you have to submit to what the pilot and the stewardess tell you, at least when it comes to how to behave on the plane, right? But you submitting to what they say about how to behave on the plane does not make them better than you. It doesn't make them better than you, more important than you, nor does it make uh, them more liked by God than you. You feel me? Like submission is is about it's about um, roles. It's about how it's about functioning, how things work. It has nothing to do with importance. It has nothing to do with being subservient, it has, like, the husband and the wife are equal partners, period. The Bible is clear about that, right? Equal partners. Now, let's get back to Ephesians 5. So, 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 in verse 21, when he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, he's telling you what to do. You feel me? When he says submit to one another out of reverence to Christ, he's telling you what to do. And then in the subsequent verses, he's telling you what it looks like when you do it. Uh huh. You make that. So this just popped in my head. So if you see me physically dancing, I'm dancing. But if I tell you to write, what is he doing? You're going to write the word Dancing, D-A-N-C-I-N-G. But the word D-A-N-C-I-N-G is just a description of what I'm doing. The word dancing is not actually dancing. Okay? So when he says submit to one another, he then tells you what that looks like when you do it. It's like, Clifton, go dance. And you're like, what is that? Let me show you. This is how you dance. I don't know why dancing came to my head, but I hope you get the... I can't dance. Maybe that's why I came. Speak those things that are not. Y'all not even praying with me. Okay. So, um, so the, the submitting to one another is the description. And then watch this. Paul tells us what it looks like. Here's, here's, here's what it looks like. I'm going to start at 21 again, and then I'm going to read 22. Pay attention to the words. 
submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Watch this. For the wives, this means. Did you catch it? So he says submit to one another. But there are two parts in the marriage, right? So he dresses one part for the wife. He said, now y'all going to submit to each other. Now for the wife, for you to submit to your husband, it looks like this. Submit to him as unto the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church. And then when you get down to 25, you can, so I'm going to connect 21 with 25 like I did 22 and just read it. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and then down to 25. For husbands, this means same thing. You see that? So he said for the wives, it means to submit. But for the husband, to submit to one another for the husband, it means to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love husbands love your wives the way Christ loved the church. Just uh, he gave he gave his his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of the word. Okay. When I was in grad school, when I was in grad school, one of the first things that we learned was uh, family systems theory. Right, as a licensed manager family therapist. First thing we had to learn was about family systems. Let me, I want to talk about systems just for a second to help make this point that I'm making so that you can help your wife be more submissive. Okay. So a system is a set of, uh, sorry, a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interca- inter- interconnecting network, right? It's, 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 like you've seen a system before, like you've seen mechanical systems and things like that. A system is made up of several parts and they're interconnecting, right? And there's a lot of different kinds of systems in the world, right? You got the school system, you have uh, justice system, business system, sound system, digestive system, right? So many systems. We got systems everywhere. Um, and like I said, when I was in school, we studied family systems. There's this principle in, in systems theory that says this, if any part of a system changes, no matter how minute, the whole system changes. I'm going to say that again. If any part of a system changes, no matter how minute, the whole system changes. No matter how, no matter how many parts the system has, if any one part of the system changes, the whole system changes. That's what the creators of family system discovered. And that's true. That's true with all systems. So, so, so check this out. Marriage is a system. Yeah. Ma- marriage is a system in the, in the mar- in the system of marriage. There are, only, there are only two parts. Well, let's say two major parts, the husband and the wife, what we're dealing with today. The two major parts of the, of the marriage system is the husband and the wife. Okay, now here's the thing with marriage being a system and marriage being God's idea. That means that the marriage system is God's idea. That makes sense that the marriage system is God's idea. So you can continue to do marriage in a way that makes sense to you and your limited understanding. Or. You can learn God's system and do marriage God's way. 
But here's the thing that I discovered about getting your wife to submit to your leadership authority. Okay, here's what I discovered. Now, remember, any part of a system that changes, changes the whole system. Okay? So, and in your marriage, there's only two of you. So if both of you are doing marriage God's way, then you are headed to happily ever after. I'm, I'm, I'm going slow because I don't want to lose you on this part because uh, I've never really shared this before. And so sometimes when I'm sharing new things, I definitely want to go slow to make sure that you can grasp it. Not that you can grasp it, but that you do grasp it. I know you can, right? You're smart. But um, so, so, so your marriage, there's only two of you. And uh, if both of you are committed to doing marriage God's way, then you are had, you're headed to happily ever after. But watch this. If one of you changes, then the whole system changes. Mm-hmm. If the system changes at all, it is no longer God's system for marriage. And it is now your system for marriage. I'm going to say that part again. You're doing marriage. Marriage is a system. It's two of you. If both of you are committed to doing marriage God's way, you're on, the way, you're on your way to happily ever after. However, if one or both of you, but let's just say one of you, if one of you change from how God has designed marriage to operate, then the whole system changes. And if the whole system changes, then it is no longer God's system for marriage. It's your system. Question is, are you sure that's what you want? Like, do you, do you want to be the determining factor on whether or not your marriage works? Because I, I told you earlier, uh, marriage God's way has a 100% success rate, right? 100%. Think about this. Let's use our imagination for a second. Imagine God gave you the opportunity to create the perfect marriage for you based on whatever you want. Right? The perfect marriage. Okay? Would you rather choose your perfect marriage? Watch this, where there's no guarantee that it'll last. Okay? Because you you do know, you do know that it is impossible for, for both of you to have your perfect marriage. Right? So even in my example, if if God came to you and say, okay, whatever your perfect marriage, I'll give it to you, then your wife won't have a perfect marriage. Like both of you can't have a perfect marriage. If God says, I'll give you a perfect marriage, would you choose that without the guarantee of success? Because no matter how perfect you make it, there's you're just talking about the marriage. You're not talking about the success of it. But the idea is, would, would you choose your perfect marriage without the guarantee of success or would you choose God's way that does have a guarantee of success? Not only does it have a guarantee of success, but it also has a guarantee of being the most fruitful relationship possible to, between human beings. Like when you do marriage God's way, marriage can become the most fruitful relationship you've ever been in on the human level in your life. 
Which one would you choose? And you don't have to, you can, you can answer if you want to, but, but I'm really, I really want you to think because those are the two options. Either you're going to do marriage God's way or not. And anything that is uh, not God's way, whether it's your way, the world's way, society, whatever, if it ain't God's way, there's no guarantee that it, you'll be successful at it. Here's here, Now, this, what I'm about to say right here, this is the gospel according to Clifton, okay? The gospel according to Clifton says marriage costs too much to suck at it. Like, I, I'm, I'm not doing marriage just to be doing it. It costs too much, too much time, too much effort, too much energy, right? Too much pain. I'm not doing all that and, and be mediocre. So I need to know what God says about marriage, and I want to do it. I want to do it his way, right? So what's the message I'm trying to communicate to you? If you want your wife to submit, I encourage you, Instead of focusing on her submitting to you, how about you learn to love her the way Christ loved the church and then let her and God work out her submission issues? You feel me? See, the reason that your wife is not submitting to you is probably because you're not loving her the way Christ loved the church. Like You're probably not doing that. And you may think you are but you're probably not. How, how did Christ love the church? Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I, and, and, and I don't have an exhaustive list. I can't give you everything Christ did, right? Even John said, if, if everything that Jesus did and said was written, he said, I perceive all the books in the world wouldn't be able to contain all the information. And in the same way, I, I can't list in this short amount of time everything that Jesus has done to show his love for the church, but I got a few of them. Uh, number one, he humbled himself. Where's your humility, husband? It's interesting when I teach the marriage mindset and I talk about humility. Um, I, I think it's the it's the area that I get the most pushback and the most when people are most confused. Humility means I I don't think too highly of myself. Like humility is not about thinking less of yourself, but it is about thinking of yourself less. Christ humbled himself. So husbands, you want to make sure that your humility is high. What else did he do? He served. Jesus was the servant leader. Isn't that, to me, that's crazy. When you think about, like, like, can you wrap your mind around the all-knowing, all-powerful, everlasting father wrapping himself up in a body, coming to earth, and then submitting to serving what he created. That's a different level of humility. But anyway, he served. Husbands, are you serving your wife? Can I give you a real quick picture of servitude? So you won't say, yeah, I'm serving my wife. Let Let me give you a picture real quick. So, uh, the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was eating with his disciples, sitting around the table. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 13, he got up from the table with a basin and a towel, and he began to wash the disciples' feet. Watch this. 
Nobody asks for their feet to be washed. Right. It's not recorded at all that, you know, anybody say, hey, Jesus, my feet dirty. You come wash my feet. No, no, no. He saw a need. And he got up to meet the need. But it gets deeper. Nowhere in Scripture does it say he skipped over Judas because Judas was at the table when he washed the feet. But the Bible doesn't say that he skipped over Judas. Judas, And that tells me that sometimes when you are loving the way Christ loved, if you're a husband, sometimes your wife is going to seem like she is your enemy. But you got to serve her anyway. Why? Because you're serving her the way Christ. She's not going to submit if you don't love her like he did. And I'm telling you how he loved. He washed Judas's feet. Right before Judas left and went down the street and betrayed him. For 30 pieces of silver. Like you ain't even get rich. Jesus knew all of that and washed his feet. So uh, are, you, are you serving and loving your wife that way? Jesus also taught, right? His whole ministry he was teaching. What did he teach about the kingdom? Are you teaching your wife about God? Not, not because she's illiterate and not because like in, you know, uh, in, in the Bible days, the husband was supposed to teach, like that was his job to teach his wife, right? But, but you know, today women can read. You get, and, and so I'm not saying, you know, teaching your wife about God that way, but are you guys having spiritual fellowship? Are you teaching her other things? And not just about God, but are you teaching her things about life that she don't know, right? Are you teaching her survival skills? Whatever the case, do you take it upon you to be sometimes, sometimes a coach for your wife? Mm-hmm. Something else Jesus did, he led by example. Meaning, as, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I can go back to the story I was just telling you about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Because literally in that text, matter of fact, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna let me pull it up because I want to read it. Because I don't want you to think I'm making this up, right? I don't want you to think I'm making this up. So here we go. John 13. So I'm gonna read after he so down to verse 12. Watch this. We're talking about him leading by example. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow do as I've done to you. I'm going to keep going. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is a messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Now, later on in that same text, Jesus it's when Jesus says, um, I'm giving you a new command. Love one another the way that I've loved you. By this, men will know you're my disciples if you love one another. He led by example. And I can give you many other, but, but here's where I want you husbands to lead by example. You want her to submit? You submit first. You want to be first? The husband, so I, I, I hear some men, you know, the husband's supposed to be first in everything. Okay. You're supposed to be first to submit. Submit to Christ. 
submit to your wife. Love her the way Christ loved the church. Lead by example. You want your wife to have integrity? Lead by example. You don't want your wife gossiping? Lead by example. Right? You want your wife in the word, learning how to be a wife? Lead by example. I'm just trying to help you. Uh, another thing about man, another thing about the way that, that, that Christ loved his bride, he held nothing back. Right? Like he gave his life. And I know, I know most men, honestly, uh, in the face of physical harm, they'll give their life for their wife. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, you'll die for your wife, but will you live for her? Meaning, stop, stop holding back your love. I, and I, I know this happens because, again, I, I, I meet these people all the time. They come in my office and... Like he's afraid to express himself or afraid to let his guard down, or afraid to be vulnerable. And I get, y'all know, I talk about childhood stuff all the time. So I understand showing up to adulthood with childhood issues that prevent me from being the man that I want to be. Or better yet, that God wants me, wants me to be. However, I got to do the work so that I'm not that way. Because if I'm going to love my wife the way Christ loved the church, he didn't hold anything back, and I got things that I'm holding back, not by choice, but because that's all I know how to do. I need to fix that. Now, here's the, here's the biggest thing about, about, about the way Christ loved his bride. Husbands, if you want your wife to submit to you. And, and, and if you're like me, because I can be honest, this part right here, it don't feel good to me. Actually, most of it don't feel good. But, but this part sure don't feel good. Here, here's the thing about the way he loved his bride, the church. He did all of this before his bride knew how to submit to him. As a matter of fact, it was because of his love that his bride submits to him. Yeah. The reason I submit to God is because of his love for me. I, you know, I say this all the time. I, it, it's been this way. When I think about following God and doing his will, I never think about hell. I can't remember the last time I thought about going to hell. I'm sure it was when I was a child and they used it to scare you. Like, I don't think about the punishment. I think about his love and sacrifice for me. I think about, y'all, listen, I think about how much God loves me and what his word says about me. That makes me want to trust him because he knows better than me. And I didn't hit the wall so many times. I'm like, Lord, guide me, lead me. I don't want to, like, tell me what to do. I submit because of his love. And in the same way, your wife, after you've loved her correctly, will submit. Why? Because God designed her that way. Now, do she need to work out some rebellious things in her life? Perhaps. I don't know. She might. She might need to let go of some strongholds. But my point is, she's not letting go of no strongholds, working on anything. Or, you know, even if she don't have to do that, she's not submitting 
if you're not submitting first by loving her the way Christ loved the church. So husbands, if you want your wife to submit to your leadership, you lead in submitting first by loving her the way he loved the church and the way you love your own body. Because if you keep reading, that's what Paul says. Paul says, you know, husbands, love your wife the way you love your own body. Because when you love your wife, it is as if you are loving yourself. It's as if you're loving yourself when you love your wife. So why isn't she submitting? You, you haven't given a good reason to. Now, it is true. It is true. This is a commandment for, you know, wives to submit to their husbands. And it is true. It is true that she is supposed to submit regardless of what the husband does. Because I do believe that uh, God tells you what to do and it's not based on what somebody else does. So when he's talking to wives here, he is telling the wives to submit to, the, to her husband. But husbands, I'm talking to you to tell you that if you want her to submit and if you want her to be in God's will, do your part and make her part easier. That's what I'm saying. Because marriage is God's idea. And the only way you're going to guarantee to be successful at it is to do it his way. And so when you don't love her the way you're supposed to love her, you're messing up the system. So her not submitting to you is point. Like you ain't, we ain't even got to talk about that. As the leader, you haven't done your part yet. That's what I want to encourage you to do. You feel me? Yeah. So husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church, giving himself up for her. Right? He, he, <laughs> man, this, this, I got so much more. I don't know, but I got to end it though. I got to end it. Listen, you ought to love your wife as if you love your own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love to himself. I hope this was helpful for you, man. I, I really hope that, um, and, and I, I'm going to talk about this again. I'm going to talk about this again because in, in case you didn't know, by the way, th this, this podcast really wasn't about submission. It was about you leading and loving your wife. Okay. All right. Y'all take care.